It was still quite dark when the children opened their eyes. Spots of light seemed to dance around here and there. None of the children could tell exactly where they were. All they knew was that they weren't in the lost bookshop anymore. I can't feel my leg, said Nina, blinking her eyes open and tentatively reaching out her hand to check for injuries. That's my leg, you silly thing, said Ivy. She tried to smile but wasn't quite sure if she could remember how to get her face to work. The two girls lay in a pile on the floor. They soon realised as they untangled themselves it certainly wasn't the dusty wooden floor of the hidden room. This was somewhere entirely different. Ivy pushed down on the floor as she struggled to her feet and something sharp dug into her hand. Ow! she said, turning her hand over to look. Sawdust? And glitter, said Nina, who was still down on one knee examining the floor. What happened? whispered Ivy. Where are we? I know. Oswald's voice was muffled, but they could still hear him nearby. Oswald! Oswald! Nina shouted, her eyes darting around, trying to make him out in the half-light to see if he was trapped or hurt. Are you okay? A spot of light appeared at the bottom of the wall in front of the girls and a hand poked through. The hand lifted the wall which turned out not to be made of bricks and stone, but of some sort of cloth. The hand lifted the canvas material higher and revealed that it was attached to Oswald's arm, which was, as luck would have it, attached to Oswald. We're in a tent, said Ivy excitedly. How did we get into a tent? We're in a circus, said Oswald. Come out here, it's brilliant. The girls scrambled under the side wall of the tent and out into daylight. They squinted as their eyes became used to the bright sunshine. The tent they had found themselves in was a drab grey colour and had seemed quite large. Out here they could see what a large tent was really like, because next to them was the biggest big top any of them had ever seen. As close as they were, none of the children could see the top, but they could see the decorated panels of red, blue, yellow and white stretching up towards the sky. I don't mean to go on about it, but how did we get here? asked Ivy, her mouth hanging open ever so slightly. She tugged on Nina's sleeve. Nina turned to Ivy and was about to speak when she noticed something over Ivy's shoulder. Quick, she said, taking Ivy and Oswald by the hands. Hide! And hide they did, as quickly and as quietly as they could possibly manage, the three of them finding some empty packing crates that must have been used to transport circus equipment from town to town. But why, I hear you ask, would Nina drag her friends into hiding? Well, that's a very good question, and I can assure you that I am getting to that. You see... Finding yourself whisked away from where you thought you were and transported to a circus is the sort of thing that Nina, who is a resourceful type of girl, would soon come to take in her stride. It's a little bit more difficult to get to grips with the sight of an eight-foot-tall lion dressed in a waistcoat, 
walking around the corner on his hind legs looking for all the world just like you or me. That's the sort of thing that can cause a girl to drag her friends into the packing crates, I'm sure you'll agree. If you add to that the fact that the lion seemed to be having a conversation with a duck the size of a full-grown man, then I'm sure you would have done just the same thing and dived for cover until you could find out exactly what was going on. So no one knows who took them, do they, Wallace? The duck spoke quickly and with a nasal, quacky quality to his voice. The bananas are all gone and twinkle with them. What are we going to do? We've got a performance in less than four hours. Try not to worry, my friend, said the lion called Wallace. Nina hadn't any idea what a talking lion would sound like, but Wallace pretty much sounded as she expected.